This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, mental health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust, when we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our intention is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love free of judgment in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back, baby girls. Little queens and queenettes. <laughs> new week, new tea. Where we kiki with you and you kiki with we. Yes. What's good? How's your weekend? I mean, your week. Shit. My week has been good. It's been busy as fuck per the usual. I'm going to just stop saying that because work it's is work. It's not giving up. It's not letting up. Work is work. How but was your weekend? My weekend was, I feel like it was eventful. Oh, it was. It was. So... Let me recall it. I know we went to, I'm not, it doesn't have to be in chronological order. We went to the WizKid concert. We did. We went. So that was good. Um, Wiz. Wiz. Yeah, like, you know. I'm like, girl, Wiz, how tall is he? He's giving small. He's giving 5'5". Five, five. Them chains With was, brown eyes. <laughs> <laughs> them chains was, he was icy. Yeah. But, oh, I know what happened last week. Okay, it was Alicia's birthday. Oh, okay. So Alicia, it uh, was a surprise little birthday from our friend Alicia for mm-hmm. our friend. Mm-hmm. Um, then we went to um, another birthday. Another birthday that evening. Yeah, Libra season, gang, gang, gang. Libras, there's a lot of Libras. Period. Libra energy. We pop out. New moon in Libra. Hop out at your party. I'm with the, the gang. gang. And Period. And then we went to see Wiz Kid on Sunday. Then we Sunday. went to see Wiz Kid on Sunday. We had a little nice adult dinner. That was so adult of us. Was it to, to like- go have dinner and then. <laughs> And then go to the so concert. So go have a nice little dinner and then go to the concert. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah, we went to go see Wiz Kid. Nice to see him live. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had the same weekend. I was at work. I'm like, okay. But you still made time for fun. Always, baby. That'll never be off my agenda. Yeah. I just need to get through the rest of the week and then my vacation starts. Lucky gal. And I'm so. So ready. Why, do you want to share what your plans are? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i'm going to miami for my birthday mm-hmm. a little little vacation or whatever okay cute and that's it we're gonna eat drink we'll be, be seeing married. Wiz kid again child by the, after october i didn't see you've Wiz been adult. on a tour with him he's Wiz adult he's no longer Wiz kid. <laughs> you done Wiz. girl i'm like the Wiz adult seeing him three times in 30 days you don't know the whole set. It's the same set, huh? It's the same set. Everything. Yeah. Which I, I don't Right. We, we can't flip and tumble it. Well, right. This is what I practice. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> it ain't changing. This is what I'm doing. So, yeah, that'll be exciting. I've never been to Miami. So, shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm hoping my period don't come. Oh, no. Honestly, I feel like it's brewing already. So, I hope the shit when just comes down. When is it supposed now. to come? Well, you already know. I'm oh, in right. situation. Yeah. So, uh, Lord, be with me. Mine That's just all came I'm and say. went. Mine just came and went. Okay, yours is out of here. I'm, I'm hoping mine holds off. 
Just come I, after. I hope it comes after so you can do it. Fuck. Not, yeah. I know. <laughs> that takes away from the vacation experience and, the birthday and experience. being out of town and yeah. in a place. It's just like the cherry on top of the fun. I know. So. And I hate when it happens. And I need to take some of my lingerie. Oh. Is that how we coming? <laughs> I mean, this is how I need to go. The spicy mommy. Yeah. Although, nigga, where's your lingerie for me? It's my the birthday. Savage, the savage ex. <laughs> Put on your robe. Imagine him showing up in some Savage X. I'd be pieces. like, what are you doing? <laughs> savage X. But I have so many things that I have not worn yet. And I'm like, the time is now. Yeah. She's turning 33. She'll be out. Sexy, hot. I need to get a wax. And that just kills me to get a wax. To only have my period come one week later. What yeah. a waste. What a waste of a bald cooch. I know. Probably giving y'all too much, but I don't think so. I mean, we're all we've all been here. We've all been wanting that period to delay. Period. We've all wanted to look cute, and we all want to have fun on a vacation, freaky fun. Yeah. Hey. Period. We're all been here. Yeah. So yeah, um, I'm excited. I'm also excited for this weekend because not only will it be on vacation, but we will be celebrating. Um, our other Libra homegirl. Oh yeah, going to dinner with Todd. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun on the horizon. Yeah. I love October. I got pumpkin rolls from Traders. <laughs> Did you make them? Not yet. Oh. Not yet. Because I bought a vegan lemon cake. From Traders? Whole Foods. Oh, you went in there acting crazy. <sighs> I know. I said, once I'm spending $7 on a little loaf, I said, Ooh. How much did you spend in totality? 80 40 It was oh. cute. It was quick. Oh, I went in there acting up. Uh-uh. I know how to keep myself in check. I said, Lord, get me out of here whole. Get me out of here. Get me out of Whole Foods whole. I don't want to be broken in pieces, child. My pocketbook. I said, <laughs> they uh-uh. call it whole check. And that's what it'll give. But I went in there and only spent a couple dollars. So I feel good about it. Cool. So, yeah, here we are. Here we are here with you all. So. Uh-uh. Now you looking shook. I'm disappointed in you girls. Oh, I'm like, what happened? No, I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm disappointed happened? in y'all. Yeah. The lack of ratings and reviews just lets me know y'all really don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Y'all act like y'all do, but y'all don't. Right. And if you did, then you would show up. Okay, so what do we have to do? No, what do you need to do? I'm saying, what do we need to do to get them to show up? I mean, it ain't about show us. Up. It ain't. I remember moving myself. Okay, okay. We yeah. show up every week and give yeah, y'all the content you deserve. Yeah, this don't have nothing to do with our worth. This don't have nothing to do with It don't. We're taking my worth out this of it, okay? This don't have nothing to do with our worth. It's y'all. Now, act like you got some sense and show up for your sisters this week. Don't you ever get too comfortable don't get i'm like what we saying comfortable yeah i know it yeah y'all y'all have gotten too comfortable you've gotten too comfortable consuming the content and not giving back and you know what it's really crazy because i know we I have find a lot it funny of, that no nah, it's kind of funny how i know we have a lot of android listeners because they, they come the android listeners have shown to be proven to be ways. dedicated they because are. they come over to instagram and say i try to get my flowers and i can't but let me tell you something 93 percent of the listeners are apple so what's good per the stats we don't want to see and no so bullshit if 93 of y'all are listening on iphones just take two seconds hit pause rate leave a review if it's on your heart it should be there. And then we can just stop this. We're not going to stop this, but we can have a different messaging behind Period. it. Period. We can the have a different message. Yeah, different. the energy. We can shift the energy. So, yeah, we are nearing the end of the year, and mm-hmm. we need y'all to show up, and we need you to show out. That's it. I don't know what else to say, but I do have a review. Mm-hmm. One. Okay. <laughs> One. One will I be read. I do have a review to read this week. Thankfully, somebody came, but or else I wouldn't <laughs> have even had that. This one comes from... S.C. Guck. S.C. Guck. Okay. Sounds about right. And um, she, I believe, I'm going to just say she says it could be a he. 
They. They say love this. I just started listening to this podcast. As I am growing and moving along in this world, it's so nice to have a podcast I can relate to. I absolutely love this. Thank you both for making this podcast so relatable and so amazing. Thank so you. amazing. But I will say, some homegirls have been leaving some nice words over on Patreon. Yeah. That has been received. Love y'all. If you don't know about Patreon, where have you been? You sleeping under a rock. Right. Uh, I told y'all last week, Brittany dished some really hot tea about her um, previous relationship. And if you haven't listened, please go ahead and listen. It's really interesting. It's a doozy. It's relatable content. It's relatable content. So if you... um, enjoy this show you enjoy the vulnerability the honesty the transparency then you get more of that on that end of the internet you got to trek on over to patreon for more tea we also did our our audio affirmations Mm -hmm. which were centered around love which was perfect because libra is the sign of love i'm hearing i know firsthand y'all love love (laughs) there was a little thing on tiktok that was like libras cannot function without a relationship oh that's what it's sounding about right but anyway I love that for us. Because Libras are the lovers, we um, have some love affirmations for mm-hmm, y'all. Mm-hmm. And we do them audio style over on Patreon. Yeah. So let's shout out our patrons. This week we have Courtney. Hey, Courtney girl. Jasmine. Hey, Jasmine. Markethia. Markethia. Okay, come on, Markethia. Tori. Hey, Tori. Welcome to the game. And Kayla. Hey, Kayla. It's good to hear from y'all and see y'all and get your coins yes. this month. Yes. <laughs> y'all keeping the lights on in this motherfucking studio. Thank you. Yes. It's a pleasure. So the Patreon information is down in the show notes. And mm-hmm. also, a lot of you mommies um, are just now discovering this, but we are on YouTube. So if you want to put a face to, to the voices, voice. yes. we are on YouTube. I never forget when somebody finally seen us either on live. We used to get on Instagram live a lot. Or they seen a video and they were like, oh, I thought the voices were backwards. Yeah. I'm like, cha. So I could not imagine you with this baritone. <laughs> <laughs> so if you follow us, I mean, so if you go on over to YouTube, um, which is down in the show notes, you can put faces to the voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so last week's yeah. episode, we kicked off our uh, dating. I mean, pardon me, our dating series, which is about draft. Fucking draft, draft season. season, which is about dating, empowering our dating experience, changing the narrative, and just getting down to the nit grit about what we're doing out here when we're trying to find a potential nigga <laughs> <laughs> or a potential man or female, woman, woman who, whoever, a what, potential whatever person. Whatever you're looking for. Yes, a person. So we kicked it off. Episode one was bad and boozy dating stories. This was a a really good, lighthearted, fun time. We talked about our best dates, our worst dates, our green flags, our red flags, and just gave all the tea on our dating experience thus far. We did. If you haven't listened yet, please go back. And I was cracking up. Now, usually I don't be listening you back listen to the episode. To I did. Mm-hmm. I said, let me hear what we were saying. Did you get your laughs? I did. I held my belly a few times. I said, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Once Kayla was going through the episode play by play, I'm like, she's entertained. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime Kayla sends clips via text, I'm like, <laughs> okay, let me go see what the fuck was said. The so, thing is, I really be forgetting what I say. Same. As, as soon, soon as, as they, I say it. It's because, like a robot. It's like. Because mm. somebody would be like, when you said, well, you got me cracking up. I'm like, what did I say? Girl. What the hell did I say? Yeah. It just comes. It's because it it's a conversation. You don't remember every little thing you said. You don't. But I'm glad y'all love it. Thank you for being here. Yes. Today. So today we are continuing our draft season series. Mm -hmm. 
And we are talking about manifesting love. So a lot of us on our dating journeys are looking for love, right? That's the ultimate goal. looking for love in all the wrong places. Been around, seen a lot of pretty faces. And I know that you're the one for me. Hey. Come on. <laughs> and it is the part. Everything. Cause you, you got a brother penis, <laughs> and baby, you know what I mean. And yeah, that nobody knows that little section of whatever he said. Feening, I'm like needing, needing. waiting on the background, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm not about to listen to no Jaheen because he animal cruelty. Ooh, I said delete it all off my phone. He you will not get another that. streaming dime from my phone. He was wrong for that. You know, I saw an episode, of a show. I think it was Fear Thy Neighbor. It was some little, like, sick little true crime show that I was watching. And, girl, they had they were hoarding dogs. It was crazy. Jaheen, it you just crazy. need to be slapped. Yeah. You need to be slapped. But anyway. Anyway. Today. Um, today. So, manifesting love. <laughs> manifesting love. We done got sidetracked. All right. Um, and a lot of our dating experiences, the ultimate goal is to manifest love, right? That's why we're dating, to find our person or attract our person, whatever. And we have a lovely guest. No pun intended. Right. (laughs) We have a lovely guest who we thought would be perfect to speak to this because she definitely manifested love in her life. But we're not talking about woo-woo manifestation. We're talking about really doing the work and the healing Mm -hmm. to attract what it is that you desire. And this conversation was so expansive. It really was. Thank y'all for all to all the homegirls who was underneath Aaliyah's post letting her know that she needed to connect with us. Yeah. I love when y'all do that. Same. If there's other people you guys want us to talk with, go get in there. Keep message. doing that. Do keep that. that. But this conversation itself was amazing, very expansive, like you said. I know that y'all are going to find great value out of it the same way we did. So many gems are dropped, so let's get into it. Today, we have a special guest with us, Aaliyah Lovely of the Spiritual Shit Podcast. We are in the middle of our dating series, and in this series, we are talking all about having empowered dating experiences. So when we found Aaliyah and listened to 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 her podcast, we discovered that she actually manifested a beautiful, loving relationship, and we're all about that. That's what we want for ourselves and for the homegirls. So Aaliyah is a host of the Spiritual Ship Podcast. She has a book on Amazon called Me, Myself, and Why Finding Your Other Half is Impossible Before Finding Yourself. So she'll talk more about that. Aaliyah, welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Yay. We're so happy to have you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. So we gave a general, like, brief understanding or overview of who you are, but tell our homegirls, our listeners out there about yourself, your journey, and how you got here. Awesome. Uh, well, yes, uh, as they said, I am. I have a podcast called Spiritual Shit, and uh, the origination uh, from that is because I'm an intuitive, uh, a medium, and a manifester. Yes. Uh, what is it called? <laughs> um just a person that's really good at manifesting or learned how to manifest really well. Um, so from a very young age, I was indoctrinated in the church. Um, not necessarily anything wrong with that, but there was a lot of limiting beliefs around what we could uh, generate in our lives. And um, 
a lot of things that just didn't resonate with me as a kid as far as our freedom and what it is that we could call into our life and then also being a person of color uh, being in schools with predominantly white people and things like that and there were just things that I saw that people had access to that I didn't mm -hmm. and so growing up in with a lot of those limitations um, you know like you're I'm a firstborn child and so you you want to acquiesce to what people ask of you and be the the prize student and all those good things but at some point I got to a place where um, spiritually mentally physically just didn't resonate with me anymore and so um, I participated in a lot of destructive behavior <laughs> uh, that ultimately helped me get to where I am now. Um, I was in a very toxic marriage, a toxic relationship that I entertained for well too long. Mm -hmm. um, to there. understand yeah. and learn, haven't we all? No, it's like. Uh, learn more about my worth and learn more about my gifts and learn more about my purpose and what it is that I'm here to do. And, um, it was a very liberating experience getting from underneath uh, that particular relationship that taught me a lot about myself and about my worthiness and a lot about what it is that I, I did deserve and what it is that I wanted to call into my life. And so um, I went through a series of ridiculous uh, dating, <laughs> lots of stories we could share today uh, if we had enough time, <laughs> and uh, on a journey to figure out who I was and what it is I wanted to call into my life and essentially also my higher purpose and what that would look like to be able to call in a person and a partner um, that could be an equal and capable partner to what kind of life I'm drawing in and manifesting for myself. And that would take no ordinary person. Mm. So I needed to learn how to stop settling <laughs> uh, for what I didn't want and stop snacking and mm. wait for the main course. Mm. And uh, yeah, and it got me to a place where I've, I've been able to not just generate a really amazing relationship and an incredible partner, um, but come to a place where I understood and uh, knew the worth of what it is I was here to do on this earth and um, the space that I'm allowed to take up and to have access to things that, um, you know, I didn't know I could have in my wildest dreams mm. and uh, open really blew open a door through a lot of healing uh, from, you know, what our ancestors have been told, what we've gone through, what our, our blood line carries um and find found ways to transcend that wow girl wow <laughs> you really hit you really hit a soft spot when you said that you um were in the toxic relationship for way too long because that mm -hmm. is unfortunately the story of a lot of us a lot for a lot of us but the liberation once you gain self-awareness and you grow mm -hmm. is beautiful and you mentioned that um you needed to do some work in order to stop snacking and find this or allow this unordinary person to find you. So what, what does that look like? What did that work look like? What was the process? What's the framework? <laughs> we actually want the framework. Okay. Well, um, first I'll start with a story, uh, mm. to get to the process of the framework. Um, so I had gone through, like I said, this toxic relationship and, when I released and liberated myself from that, uh, I went through a series of dating that you'll see in the book that you mentioned, um, where I had a goal of going on a hundred dates. Um, and the whole point of going on a hundred dates, I don't know why I put that number out there, but I was like, I'm going to go on a hundred dates because I never really dated before. I've never really had, like I married basically the first person that was really interested in me. And, um, I had this idea that I wasn't really deserving of that. So I thought if I date this many people, I have a very well-rounded perspective of what it would look like about what it is that I want. And I didn't know that in that, um, 
essentially goal. I was creating a manifestation of continuing to date people mm. that would treat me like shit <laughs> um, because it was a means of me being able to continue the process. Right. So my intention was that I was going to go out and do all this stuff. Um, and it would, it essentially, I would continue to meet terrible people that would then continue my process of dating. Cause if I found anybody I really liked, it would stop mm. that in its tracks. So Damn. I thought, I thought I owed it to the, the world, to this book, <laughs> essentially that I would continue this process. And, um, I went to Tulum to do some spiritual healing or whatever people do when they're down there. And, um, this person I was talking to was saying, you know, don't you think that that's kind of counter what it is that you actually want? Don't you really want a relationship mm-hmm. Don't you really want someone in your life? Don't you really want this? And I'm like, yeah, but I was holding the subconscious belief that no one really wanted me. Mm-hmm. And so this was my way of being able to have my, uh, subconscious belief that I was unlovable and still get out there and be the the feminist that I was and be sexually empowered and go out there and do the damn thing like I thought I was doing and didn't realize how much harm it was doing to my spirit, to my soul, and, and under the guise that I was like, oh, I'm just doing the thing. You know? mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, after that, um, chewed me up, it spit me out, quite literally, because I wasn't doing it from a healthy perspective. I'm not saying if someone is doing a lot of dating that that's going to be bad for them, but for me, it wasn't, it wasn't a state of a good state of mind that I was in to be doing that. Um, I got to this place where I was like, I need to understand why it's been so difficult for me to call in a relationship. Why is it that I continue to call in people that treat me as such that treat me like I am disposable, that treat me like I am the last option that like, and I'm like, I'm, I'm cute. Right. Like, (laughs) you are like, you know, like, and I just, I couldn't conceive like why this was so hard. And so um, I went through a break where I just decided, okay, you know what? I need to take some time. I need to figure myself out. And so, um, like I mentioned before, I'm an intuitive. I'm actually a medium. And I have a lot of, like, spiritual gifts. My dad has them. My grandmother has them or whatever. And so and we talk about a lot of them on the show. Um, I asked God, spirit, universe, whatever you want to call it, can can you make this easy for me? Because I can't mm. seem to figure it out. Mm. Right, help I'm me. I'm doing everything that I can do to try to figure out what it is so I can find love. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's something that continues to evade me. My friends have gotten married. My friends have had children. My friends have these really wonderful partnerships. Why Why is that not for me? Um, I was able to succeed in my business world and finances and other things or whatever, but I couldn't get this connection. So when I went to Bali... I did some spiritual healing. I looked at some of the things in my life that that were um, out of sorts. And I had, I was uh, in asana on a yoga mat and I was meditating and this vision came to me. And the vision itself was uh, this moment from when I was nine years old where um, I w- wanted to be a gymnast so bad. Like I wanted to be in gymnastics. Same. And, <laughs> my mom yeah, ruined it for me. My jam, you know, like. Shannon Miller, Dominique Mochiano. I don't know how old you are. It's Dominique Dawes. Dominique Dawes. Dominique Dawes, queen. (laughs) It was Dominique Dawes for me. (laughs) And so I'm sitting there and I'm I'm thinking about, you know, uh, this particular moment that just came to me about when my parents couldn't afford for me to continue gymnastics. Mm -hmm. Mind you, it was $25 per season at the YMCA. This Mm -hmm. was no serious gymnastics. This was an Olympic. (laughs) Little sum, sum. Okay. There's a little flips and somersaults here and there. And so I remember that every time it came up for season, like to pay for the season, this $25 that I would go to my parents and say, okay, do you have the money for class or whatever? And it would, I could feel empathically that this would hurt them so much Mm. when I would ask for this money because they didn't have it. Like we were just, we were just dirt poor when I was growing up. Yeah. 
so I remember that feeling every time going to them and having to ask them for that. And, and I associated that with when I ask people for things, it hurts them. Mm. When I ask people for things, it's a burden. And when I ask people for things, it's, it's not, it's not good. So I, I learned not to ask for things. And then to make it matters worse, my, my dad did a parenting fail where um, I got a C in a class or something like that or whatever. And he was like, oh, well, your studies are failing. So we're going to, you know, you have to quit gymnastics. And I instantly knew that's not why mm-hmm. right. you can't afford it. And you're making it my fault that yeah. I can't have that. So let me make sure that I don't have to ask anybody for anything mm. because then no one can take something away from me either. So I will be self-sufficient. I will be so good at everything. I will, I will earn by myself. I will conquer by myself. I will get these things by myself with no help of anyone else to make sure that no one can take it away from me and no one will be harmed in the process. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there on this yoga mat and all of this is rushing to me. And I instantly understand the importance. And I feel like I have what's something that I call spirit guides. I have these people that talk to me in my ear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it was, this is why you're having trouble attracting a, a partner because mm-hmm. there is no space for anyone to contribute anything in your life. Mm-hmm. You take care of everything. Wow. So how is there any space for anyone to come in to offer anything to you? Like you're, you, this is what makes you invisible. Mm. Wow. So I called myself. Y'all, I think this is the year for me to really tap in and learn a new language. I took French in high school and then I let it go after the requirement was met. But with the European summer loading, I would love to have this language under my belt. And I know just the thing that helped me with this. Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the language learning powerhouse that's been transforming lives for the past 30 years. Imagine a language learning journey that not only works, but feels like a seamless part of your vibrant and dynamic world. And listen, this is not just for the language connoisseurs. It's for the bold, brilliant, and beautiful women like us ready to embrace the world of languages. Say hello to effortlessly acquiring Spanish, French, Italian, German. I mean, there's over 25 different languages to choose from. Rosetta Stone immerses you in your chosen language, teaching you to speak, listen, and even think in that language without any translation hiccups. This process is as intuitive as choosing your next hairstyle, girls. Starting with words thin phrases, and before you know it, you're crafting sentences like a pro. I love it because it's designed for long-term retention, ensuring that your newfound language skills become second nature. Now let's talk about the real magic for a minute, true accent. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition feature acts like a personal stylist, but for your accent, giving you real-time feedback on your pronunciation. No more awkward language faux pas, just pure elegance and for the woman on the move whether you're on your desktop or using the app Rosetta Stone seamlessly fits into your busy life they have an audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline meaning you can learn anytime anywhere and I have a secret for you for a limited time Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership At 50% off. Yes, you heard that right. You get unlimited access to all 25 languages for the rest of your beautiful life. This is a deal that I don't think you want to miss. So why wait, sis? Don't put off your language journey any longer. Right now, BGB listeners can snag Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off by visiting rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. 
Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. It's your time to shine, Buki. And Rosetta Stone is here to make your language dreams a reality. Hey, Bookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's Revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me, it's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories, like the narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, "Mm." and let's not forget Black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story, but now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the Black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling, but with them presenting Black stories, Black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. <laughs> so what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Very often I'm invisible. Why can't they see me? It's because I'm fat. It's because I'm black. It's because I'm this. It's because I'm that. And... It was always something, and I didn't realize that this was actually the thing. That mm. energetically, I was putting a signal out that says, there's no space for you here. Mm. There's no room at the end. <laughs> like, so there's there's no one, no way for them to be attracted. I was always every guy's best friend. Mm. I was always the guy, you know, oh, man, you're such a catch. You're so this, you're so that. I'm like, do you want me? No. Yeah, I mean, catch I'm, me. I'm single. <laughs> I'm falling. Catch me. I'm God. <laughs> you know? So... Uh, upon that recognition, I asked for I asked for healing there. Mm. In that moment, I'm sitting there on the mat, and I said, "Please heal this thing. I want someone to be there. I want someone to come into my life. I want someone to be able to. I, I understand that this is where I learned this. How can I integrate this belief and heal this wound? And it was almost instantly, when I tell you this, instantly that I I then started to see how men were behaving around me very differently. Mm-hmm. And suddenly I was very noticeable, very visible, in fact, very vulnerable. So um, I had this another healing done by this Reiki healer, uh, a girl named Holly Lawrence Luth. And um, she, after I had this, this, this healing, I had a dream 
and in the dream it was a and this is important to the story i promise i'm not just taking you on a ride we no, love we're, it all we're loving the we ride. love it all it's a beautiful ride hands are up we're strapped in yes. let's go <laughs> <laughs> so i have this dream and in this dream um i am sitting on a monument of sorts with my sister we're eating pizza and there's these eight black men that are marching protesting in the street mind you this was february 22nd of 2020. Mm. So this is before all the COVID stuff happened and everything. So um, I'm, there's there's eight men marching down or whatever, and they pivot and turn towards us and start marching up the stairs. Mm. And so I, I'm like, you know, what are they doing? You know, whatever. And so the guy who's in front comes to me and says, hey, are you single? And I'm like, what do you want? Why are you bothering me? You know, <laughs> whatever. Um, and he says, come come inside. Uh, I, I, I would like to have this dance with you. Something like that. Very Bridgerton style, right? Yeah. Wearing Jordans and hoodies and like, the whole bit. <laughs> And we go inside this really beautiful balloon room that's like very French looking or something. And we do this very Bridgerton-esque type dance with mm -hmm. each other. And I remember, and this sounds stupid, but I remember his hands. Mm -hmm. Like very, like, you know, like, you know, you know, you know how the, those dances are very like. Yeah, like, you know, it's giving waltzy. Very, it's giving, yeah. Very erotic, but it's not. You know? Yeah. Anyway, so we're doing this dance and then he invites me into this back room and he's like, join me in the back room. So we go in this back room mm -hmm. and the back room is red and I'm like, I know what happens here. Freaky. And mm -hmm. I have this this wound of feeling like men only want me for sex. Mm. A lot is being revealed in the dream. Mm -hmm. I, like throughout my dating experience and everything, it was like I was so disposable. Like it was like, oh, here, like we can, you know, can we cuss on the show? Of Girl, course, come on. let it out. Okay. Um, we can we can fuck her and then get rid of her. You know, this whole <laughs> kind of thing or whatever. And so. I always felt so disposable. So when we go in this back room, I'm already like, mm, you know, I know where this is going. And he says, do you want to have sex? And I was like, see, I knew it. I knew you were this kind of guy, blah, blah, blah. I said, uh-uh, hold on. I said, do you want to have sex or do you want your equal and capable partner? Oh, mm. turn around. Now it's on you. And Ball's in your court. <laughs> okay. And so I said, I said, I want my equal and capable partner. And he says, then please wait for me. <gasps> and I wake up. Okay. I've never had a dream like I this. would woke up and called her and said, he's on his way. Don't fret. My That's man is on his way. That is exactly Patience. what I did. That is exactly what I did. I literally, I called up Holly, the girl who gave me the reading. I said, hey, I had this dream. Um, this is kind of what he looks like. And I put together a couple, like compilation of a couple people. And I said, this is the person. Like, I, I know he's coming. She's like, great, write it down, whatever. So I made sure that there was, there was receipts. Because <laughs> um, he understood the assignment. Period. So he... <laughs> Um, months go by and all the George Floyd stuff happens, mm -hmm. protests in the street, everything's going on. I have no idea. I'm not even thinking about this dream. And I get on Bumble because I know the kind of work that I do, uh, with energy work and energy healing and that kind of stuff. And I know our community mm -hmm. and they don't get therapy. Right. Yeah. And I thought I'm going to get on here not to date. I'm going to talk to black men and see how they're doing. Uh, uh. So I got on Bumble and I matched with David. Mm -hmm. and um, in his, it's funny, in his profile, it said something casual, and I was like, oh, um, you know, thinking like, oh, I'll just swipe past him or whatever. Yeah, but that can be a deterrent. I found out later that meant, like, coffee mm -hmm. to him. Oh. Um, anyway, so I met up with him, and and it was it was so visceral. It, it was the weirdest feeling of, like, seeing this person in the dream or a likeness of this person and then recognizing them even down to the hands. Like he shook my hand and I was like, oh, like I got a whole, I got chills now thinking about it. Oh. Like the whole thing, just felt the whole thing rush through my body and go, oh my God, this is the guy. This is him. This is the one who told me to wait for him. 
So I didn't want to creep him out with the crazy of the right. first date, you know. Right, I don't want to tell him that. But, but inside, yeah, inside, I knew I was his inside, wife. I was like, this is it. <laughs> so <laughs> we talk for four hours, then we talk for four more hours, and then we go on a date the next day, and it's as if we have been together our like lifetimes. And then the third day, he asks me to be his girlfriend. The tenth day, he asks, tells me he loves me. The you know sixtieth day, we get pregnant with my my child. A beautiful, beautiful child. Yes. Um, there's a story with that too, but we'll, we'll get to that. Anyway, all that to say, this this manifestation that was taking place, like this person, like I, I had these signs early about who this person was and what it looked like, but I had to get to this per- place where I was willing to open up and make space for who this person was mm-hmm. and when it was. And then also understanding that timing was a big part of it. I think a lot of times we get really caught up in timing and we think, okay, yeah. it's got to happen by this time. Yes. I can't have kids by this time mm-hmm. or this is going to happen or whatever. And assume that then it means it's not going to happen. Yeah. But like, had it not happened in this particular time period, he wouldn't have been available before then. See? He had just gotten out of a very long marriage. See? So like this, the, the timing of it was so like, I mean, within months, you know, um, I have two beautiful stepchildren now, like, you oh. know, just the whole thing. So like, if I didn't, orchestrate these number of events maybe it would have happened a little bit later but i kept having in my head that it wasn't going to happen at all because it wasn't happening right now yeah and so when i got to a space of once i did all that healing and i knew and i i had something in my heart that said he's on his way mm-hmm. like just wait yeah stop having your expectations about what you think it's going to be and when you think it's going to be and all your fears about what it's not going to be and just accept what's what's right now be mm-hmm. present with what's right now. And as soon as I let that go, it happened so fast. Girl, I was in my apartment, <laughs> at a brand new apartment, right? And I was like, you know what? Single in the city, uh, COVID style, quarantine by myself. I was like, I'm just gonna spend all my money at Home Goods, and I'm gonna make this place look really sweet. Like I had this really tiny, cute apartment, penthouse apartment in Kansas City, which is super cheap. <laughs> I was so excited, like, okay, this is my single quarantine time. I'm just yeah. gonna focus on me. I'm not gonna be bothered with nobody. Two months later. Pregnant, booed up. up. Pregnant, booed up. Not pregnant yet. Oh, okay, booed up. Okay, and I was like, "Well, now we have to find a place to live." Period. So you know what you you mentioned so many things there, Leah. There are a multitude of things. You know your vulnerability, girl. We could have went for the long. It didn't even matter here. I was I was strapped up on the ride. Like, yes, I love this. Ride. I know. I, I I personally love when you discuss releasing that like myth of time because, mm. as women, young adult women, we're not that young. We're adult in our thirties. Adult women, right? <laughs> uh, creeping up, the further and further you creep up into the thirties, nearing the forties, it's like, okay, what the hell is going on? Because we lay out a timeline for ourselves, and when it's not happening, it becomes so stressful, you yes, know. Yeah. But uh, I, I realize, and the more I speak with other women who are finding their people and on the way to find their person, we really have to release because we are not in control. We really are not in control of when these motherfuckers gonna show up. Yeah, <laughs> not not to the degree of like we can manifest them and bring them in, but we have to release the idea of time because really time is not even a thing. Yeah, you know, it's not even a thing. My and God. I've I've been a victim of the feeling like running out of time, and it really oh, puts yeah. you in a scarcity mindset, and it causes yeah. you to settle. Like it makes you feel like you have to take whatever's being presented. It makes you feel like you can't leave situations that you know aren't the best for you. Mm -hmm. It makes you feel like you said it'll never happen. And it causes, 
this like burden it's like a weight is on you and you're looking at everybody like are you the one or you're trying to make every situation the one and mm -hmm. it's like now queen well, think about it like this you're 100 percent right like think about it like when you go on a date right you know how it feels when there is a guy there woman there whoever who just wants you for sex mm -hmm. you know that energy right and you're like this is it you know right. period <laughs> yeah period. Like, feeling like oh i don't want i don't like that energy it's very similar when we are looking at someone to be our all and when we show up to a date with those expectations mm. and we're like okay are you the one are you going to be the one that gives me a baby are you going to be the one that does this are you going to make me happy you're going to make me secure are you going to pay my bills that energy is very similar and like they the other side can suss it out like it's nothing like mm. you really flipped it on his head there because we love to put it all on the men when we be showing up with our shit too like oh my god he's please. the one and you know it's like a feeling also of like choose me choose me like you want to be chosen and that's what we yeah. find our value in and like being chosen he gonna he put a ring on me i have yeah. a ring i have been chosen yeah and it's right. just Validation. A, yeah it's an energy that's very unhealthy and it causes us so much turmoil and i hate that for us i i too hate, I it hate for that us. for us and so i like what you said about the work that you were doing for yourself because it's like everything comes automatically once you really focus in on yourself and it's not like shutting yourself off where it's I'm an independent woman who don't need no man. Mm -hmm. But right. well, you're a hundred percent right with that. Go ahead. I want to say something about that. Yeah. Same. Say, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so very much in our protection of ourselves, uh, when we don't make ourselves open, we don't make ourselves vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's a protection mechanism when we're like, I don't need no man. I don't need this. I'm, you know, it's that energy of like, again, I'm not going to make space for you. It's to protect ourselves from the possible disappointment that's coming. It's our own belief that we think that we're not worthy of this thing. So if I can just beat them to the punch, I don't need nobody. Then I can protect myself from the possibility of actually failing an expectation or desire that I, I want to create period. And so because of that, if for instance, so what happened on me and David's date, and I will never forget this. He was um, from the beginning, you know, anybody who's been on a date, um, <laughs> he, he said, um, we, we got into like a really deep discussion and he was like, well, I just got out of, uh, you know, a long relationship and I'm not like really looking for anything serious right now. Mm -hmm. And I was like, let me stop you right there. You're right. And this is, this is what I said. I, this is probably not verbatim, but it's pretty close. I said, let me stop you right here. I'm here for this conversation. I'm here to hang out. If this is the only time I ever see you, wonderful. If we get married and have many children, great. I don't care. Like, because what's meant for me won't miss me. So you don't need to. It'll do never that. pass. It'll never and pass. It was, it was like a switch. It shifted. Like mm -hmm. he wasn't reserved anymore. It was very open. There was all this openness. And I was just like kind of carefree. And when it came down to it, like three days later, he's like, let me lock it down. Cause she's, she's not trying to pressure me. She's not trying to put me. He said that there was a, it's really sweet. He said there was an un, I'm going to mess it up. There's an unlikely amount of characteristics that you had all together. It would be so unlikely for me to find someone who had all of those things. So I didn't need to keep looking. And like that, that sense of giving him time and giving him a place to be able to make that decision with no pressure made it easier. Well, you know, you know. Well, you know, you know, you know, I know I don't want to have to coerce anybody or feel like, do you see what I have? Yeah, my my worth, yeah. my value. So two things <laughs> when this fucking amazing love affair unfolded in three days, 
what the heck were you thinking? What were your friends, your family, the people who are around you thinking when you're like, actually, we had a Bridgington dance in my dream. <laughs> I know this is him. Hands are familiar. We are actually in love. What does that, how does that like? Yeah, was that your typical speed of things? Are you quickly like a dive no. in type of person? So like you also, if you're not a dive in, you also had to release that part and be like, I'm really going with this thing. Well, I feel very much so that the the reason why it happened so fast like that and I'm so comfortable with it is because I had done so much spiritual work mm -hmm. on myself at that point. So like everybody kind of already knows that I was on this journey. I have this podcast, you know, like I was doing all that kind of stuff. And so it wasn't unlike me to talk about like a weird dream that I had that come true because that's been happening since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And so when I was talking to my sister about it, you know, she was like, you had a dream about it. Okay. You know? And I'm being very like cautious and like, you know, like even my, my brother-in-law, he was like, well, you know, let me see, you know, um, my mom was just elated from the beginning. Cause she just trusts me and she likes a good love story anyway. Um, and my dad, my dad, on the other hand was not on board. Yeah. Like, not at all. Not at all on board. Even when we announced that we were pregnant, he was his, I will never forget his very, yeah, it makes me upset, like how he responded, because he asked me if I was joking. Um, so he was not on board, but you know, now he's on board. He really loves David, so it's great. But welcome, welcome on board, Father. welcome. I've been here. Yeah. Get in, get in, sit down. Don't touch nothing. Yeah, but you know, uh, don't touch nothing. <laughs> just get in. Um, it was just, you know, honestly, it, it was this this coming of all this healing gave me this this perspective where I didn't need anybody else's input to know that it was right. Mm. And so when when me and David come to, came to that conclusion, it was it would just like when you start learning how to listen to your intuition, mm -hmm. like there's nothing clear. Mm -hmm. And so to, to not to dive in, for instance, he told me he loved me uh, on day 10. And I told him I couldn't tell him that because I was like, Leo, this is way too fast and you know, whatever. And I went into the bathroom and I cried. And I cried because the, the all the things that he told me and how many times I've asked the universe, God, please make it easy. Mm. Make it so painfully clear that the person that I'm supposed to be with will be X, you know? And with everybody else, it was so clear that it wasn't them. You know, mm. they made it very clear. They, they my, my, Me and my mom and my sisters have this funny phrase where we say, wish them into the cornfield. If this is not the person, wish them into the cornfield. If you've ever seen Children of the Damned or one of those movies. Mm. Um, so we would say that. So every time I would have this, like a situation where I was dating, that person would be outed so quick. And, and yeah. it was only because the, the marriage that I had, I pursued the hell out of that guy. And I, I, I mean, it made it easy for him. He was just like, cool. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, he ended up being this narcissist. Great for him. So <laughs> all that to say, like God, universe, whoever was really watching out for me because mm -hmm. they were like, nope, nope, kick them out. And it had nothing to do with my worthiness. It was, what did I ask for? I asked for it to be easy. Mm. So when David did come and he was giving me all the things or whatever, I was so scared. Cause I was like, I've never, ever seen it operate like this. This is too good to be true. And my heart knew that it was right, but my ego was so scared of being hurt and being vulnerable yeah. again. So anyway, I went into the bathroom and I cried and I said, what, what does it take for me to listen to my intuition here and to be open, to be vulnerable? And I walked out of the bathroom and I looked at him and I knew this is someone I've known for lifetimes. Like I believe in like past lives and stuff like that. I was like, I, I know this is, you came to me in a dream to tell me to wait for you. Mm, like, shit. I fucking love you, dude. Period. <laughs> oh, I was waiting on it. Please just fucking say it. Germany. 
So I told him and like, it just, you know, it was, it was so, it, it felt so right. And like, I mean, like we've been together now a year and some change and like, this is my person. Period. Like, it's just, it's so, it's so wonderful to listen to those things. And obviously like, it's not perfect. It's like we, like his birthday is a day after mine. Oh wow. And, and it, like, we're both cancers. Like oh. I never get sick of him. We always like, like we go on trips together and I'm like, you know, I don't get tired of being around him. Like I used to get tired of my ex and be like, oh, I just need some space. Oh my God. Um, I don't want any space. Like I just want to hang out with him all the time, but that's how cancers are anyway. Yeah. But anyway, all that to say, like we can do as much as we can in the manifestation side. We can do as much as we can on the healing side, but we also have to honor time mm -hmm. and honor that like when things are supposed to happen, they're going to happen. If we can live our, if I know, knew that I was going to meet the person that I was going to be with for the rest of my life, like at this particular time, I wouldn't have been sweating it two years yeah. ago. Yeah. I'd be like, cool, let's party. Let's just hang out. Let's yeah. do what we need to do and, and have a good time. And fuck Instead everybody of... else. That's what I would have said. <laughs> Literally or just no. like. Figuratively, figuratively. <laughs> fuck them all. No. Not, not literally getting in bed with just the motherfuckers. Kidding, just fuck them. I would have been like, just, get I the mean, fuck out of here. would have been chill, you know. Like, and I think that that's what happened when I had that moment and I had that dream. I was like, bet. Right. Like, I'm not looking for anybody to notice me. In fact, what happened was I went to, um, uh, I was on my way from Bali to France. I had a job to shoot there, and uh, I'm a photographer also. And so when I was on my way there. There were these two very attractive men. One was Greek and, bleh, and this <laughs> other guy was like this black man from London, you know, mm. Richard Jackson. Oh, I and love them. Just tight. gorgeous. Okay. Mm. And they're coming up to me and they're like, here's my number. And you're, you're an angel. And I met you, blah, I you in another life and all this stuff. And I'm going, I've never in my life had anybody walk up to me that wasn't like, yo, baby, baby. And like, you know, <laughs> the, like cat calling kind of thing. And, and they were like legit interested. So one of them took me on this incredible date at, at cost, this like insane restaurant where celebrities go in Paris. And mm. he's like, I think you could be the mother of my children. And I think blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it was comical to me because I'd never heard anybody say that to me. I was like, really? But I had opened up that energy. Mm -hmm. Like now there was space. Now there was openness. I've, I've healed and let, let I'm, I'm now like, here's the signals. Can I let someone in? But I believe also it was kind of like the universe, not testing me, but being in the space of saying like, okay, do you want the order mm. or do you want your dinner? Dinner. You know? I'll take Period. dinner. dinner Hold it on. Life. No dinner, eating. Dinner, dinner. I'll be waiting. <laughs> you know what? what? Did you, were you about to say something? Go ahead. Cause I'm just loving this This has just been so expansive for me. Like so, this conversation. Oh, good. I'm glad. Same. It's been so expansive. Same. So I have a question, Aaliyah. We've been talking about manifesting the love that you have currently in the process of getting to this person right and doing the healing work did you ever sit down what does that part actually look like were you writing him out although you seen him did you already do some like you know like you know we be writing stuff down like write it down make it plain shit. yeah yes you did so, okay yes so here we here we go so first of all me and Sharon have this course called Manifest Them. Yes. Uh, so it's called manifestthem.com, no plug, mm -hmm. um, where we talk about what it looks like to 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 write, not to write, but to get somewhat specific about what it is that you want. And the reason why I say somewhat specific is because we tend to get very specific about details, but we don't know why. Mm -hmm. And so, for instance, when we sit down and write down what it is that we want out of a person, to get specific about details about what you want to feel with that mm -hmm. person, mm -hmm. but not necessarily to get super hung up on the details about what they are. Because for instance, 
uh, I want a guy who makes six figures and I want a guy who drives this car and I want a guy who blah, blah, blah. Okay. Why do you want a guy who has six figures? Stability. Feel safe. Right. Yeah. Stability. Security. Right. Um, I resolved within myself that I would be my own security. Come on. So that was never something that I asked for. Um, because I was like, I want to make my own money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to be the rich man. Yeah. Um, but there, like, you have to ask yourself why you're asking for those things. I want a guy who's six six or whatever. Why? Makes you feel safe. Because I want to feel small. Right. I want to feel safe. I want to feel, you know, whatever that is. Then sometimes you have to do a little further digging because sometimes we're asking for those things out of our wombs. If I don't feel stable and I don't feel safe, it's because I don't feel like I, I have the capacity to make this for myself. If I don't feel good about my body, I want someone to have a very much larger body so I can feel better about myself. You know, things like that. And I remember like me being like, I loved basketball players, man. Like somebody who was over six. I definitely five, said my, that. <laughs> my my dad is six four. My uncle's six six. I got an uncle who's almost seven foot. Like we've have tall people around our family. I'm five five. Okay. Like it's just an excess of height. I don't need, you know, like it's unfair to people who are taller. They should have, you know, that. So I'm sitting here thinking about like that as because I have issues with my own body, mm. having these requirements about what I what I perceive I want in someone so I can feel better about myself. Mm -hmm. And so you have to kind of audit those those beliefs about what you're getting specific about. Now, I when I re rewrote my list, I said, OK, what do I want to feel? Yeah, I want to I want to feel safe. What does safety mean for me? I want someone then who's loyal. I want someone who's dedicated. I want someone who's honest. I want someone who's authentic. I want someone who is playful. You know, like, mm -hmm. um, I want to feel happy. I want to laugh. I want someone who's funny. Like, David is hilarious. Please like, laugh. Hilarious. I, like, I, I think I cry laughing at least a couple times a week. Like, Love cry. a good laughter. Like, legit cry. Um, and it's someone who's easy to be around. Someone who's who's joyful. Someone who's positive. Someone who's... Uh, I'm, a, I'm a very like deep thinker and I love, uh, you know, philosophy and topics that are really complex. He's very cerebral and compliments me in that mm -hmm. way. And to me, that's so much more important than money or physique or clothes or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so those are those are ways in which I mean, like I wanted someone who's a good dad. Like that's the first thing I saw in him. Uh, he's so good with his kids, and I knew that, like, man, he'll be a, he might be a better dad than I am a mom, <laughs> and, and that was super attractive, you know, like to yeah. me to be to know that I wouldn't be the only one yeah. to have both parents. So a, a good uh, marker of this is that she reaches for both of us, mm. and so like you know how like when you see that like oh come to mommy because like daddy's like I don't know what to do with the kid, you know, like none of that, like like in fact he'll be like here give her to me, here oh. down, you know, yes yes, yes 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 take so, your child. What I asked for. I sat down and wrote that down and I said, okay, this is what I want to feel like with the person. Like I want, I want to feel these things and making sure that the things I was asking for wasn't out of an insecurity of mine. Yes. I love that. I've definitely, um, written down a list that said like, have money and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, make money. And, and then when you get it, it's like, <laughs> You have money and you're spending money, but you're mad fucking annoying. Like, or you're disloyal. You're and disloyal. You're dishonest. I, we're not having fun together. Like, yeah. and really, like what you said, how someone makes you feel is very important because that is the energy that you're operating in on a day to day basis. Yeah. And when you're with someone, the way you feel is so important. Like, I was talking to Germany and I said, like, hanging out with her is easy mm -hmm. like when i'm hanging out with her i'm excited to hang out with her we have a good time it doesn't feel like a burden you yeah. know and that's how you should be feeling in all of your relationships so you're just hanging out sometimes a lot of the times we find ourselves hanging out with these men for companionship 
and then we're feeling sick inside. Like you don't feel mm-hmm. safe. You don't feel like you're having a good time. You just feel like there's someone feeling a void. Yeah. Right. You always got to tap in with your core desire feelings. I know that after I was in a long-term relationship, child did a bid. It was long. <laughs> after I got out, we started doing work around our core desired feelings and like what it is that we truly want to feel in a relationship and not just stand with a person because of convenience or, you know, just being naturally loyal and just wanting to ride it out the whole ride or die mentality. You know, it's like, what do I really want to feel? I want to be adored by my partner. You know, I want to feel safe and secure. I want stability. You know, there's just all the, I needed to be fun and all these feelings that you want to feel deep down inside that really have nothing to do with physicality. And I, and I think back to the list that I wrote out, right. Or my core desire feelings, what I wanted my partner to have that was not superficial at all, but like, I want them to be like a a good conversationalist. I want them to speak well of me when I'm around and when I'm not around, Mm -hmm. I want them to adore me, just all of these things. And it had nothing to do with how they looked, what money they made, you know, nothing, none of that. It was all about myself and what I wanted them to make, how they, how I wanted them to make me feel. And my current partner has all of those things and he's not my typical type. I don't even have a type. Honestly, I'll I'll be completely honest. All the niggas I dated look different. Okay. (laughs) There's no, there's no type. There's no type, but if I had to point him out in a crowd before I knew he was going to be my person, I wouldn't have been like, that's him. I'm going to walk over and get him, you know, but he brought so much to my table, like to our table. And it's just such a dynamic relationship. And I think it's because not, I think I know it's because my core desire feelings were clear, you know, and I had dated a crazy nigga in the past in between coming to get did this one. And I'm like, okay, hold on. He had to be an that expander. That helps make it crystal clear. That's what it was. He was an expander. It's like, it's just like, this, that's this not. an expander. Yes. I'm like, okay. Recognize what you want, what you don't want from that person beforehand. Exactly. And he showed me, because it was the relationship between the one that I'm in now and the 10-year relationship ending. It was that little kind of pivotal space of like, okay, what is it like today? something new. Yeah. And, like, yeah. this is something I haven't been in the past. And he showed me a lot of love, a lot of adoration, a lot of attention, but it just wasn't what it was supposed to be, right? So it's like, I got a chance to feel like, wow, this is what a good relationship feels like. But on the back end, I'm like, this actually is some other stuff that I'm not interested in. So when my current person showed up, it was like, oh, he just showed me what was possible. Because at the time, I didn't even know it was possible. I'm like, what y'all be doing? What niggas be doing again? Yeah, I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know. I'm like, they be taking us out. Oh, (laughs) they be calling us. It's like, oh, okay, okay, I get it now. I get it. (laughs) So, you know, those people are huge expanders for you. Yes. Like, I feel very thankful to my exes and whatever capacity that they served because they helped me find David. Um, I want to like something you said sparked a story in me um, where you talked about that. They speak well of me when I'm not around. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, that that was actually something I wrote down because um, my, my previous partner, my previous husband, um, I, I'm a photographer. And so when I would go on jobs and shoot on jobs and sometimes he would shoot with me, um, he was very jealous when people would speak mm-hmm. really well of me and like, have, you know, narcissists are like, well, I need to be the center of attention. Yeah. Or whatever. So one time I was at this wedding where this girl came up to him and I was next to him when she said it, but she was like, oh my God, you're married to Aaliyah. Aaliyah's amazing. She's wonderful. Blah, 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 blah. And he was so irritated by that. And he said, you know, she's lucky to be married to me too. <gasps> now I thought that what a re- weird response, you know, right. cause I'm like, if someone came up to me, I'd be like, oh my God. Yeah, right. Like he's amazing. But 
And it was this, it was, it was always like that. I always paid for it when someone would speak really well of me and I had to, to diminish myself around mm -hmm. him so he wouldn't be jealous. So when I went to a wedding to shoot with, uh, with David, this woman comes up to him and it's, it was almost an identical scenario. Mm. Like she's like, Oh my God, Ali is amazing. She's this, she's that or whatever. And immediately my wound goes, <laughs> you know, like, Oh no, like mm -hmm. it's gonna, it's gonna really bother him. Right. And she's talking about how amazing I am. And he goes, I know. Right. I'm trying to be cool about it. <laughs> like, and he, he's like, I'm just, yeah, you're totally right. Like, and, and I heard him say that and I could have cried on the spot Period. because it was yeah. such a, a dynamically different experience. And if yeah. I hadn't had what I didn't want, I wouldn't have known what to ask for. Mm -hmm. That yes. is so true. Like, Tears of joy. I know just, because sometimes when we um, are in these relationships that are meant to expand us, if, and they don't work out, it feels like, I've wasted my time. Yeah, I've right. wasted my time. This didn't work out. And then again comes that scarcity mindset, the feeling of like we're running out of time, all of those yep. things playing together that we don't realize that this is an eye opener. This mm -hmm. is helping you curate what you really want, what you don't want, like learn from it, move on. Mm -hmm. um, you pass the test and now look. Now mm -hmm. when someone presents themselves and they're not a fit, you can recognize them more quickly or if it's the opposite, they are a fit. You're like, wow. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that kind of, that's the part that kind of exactly. scares me because I feel like I'm kind of, um, I can be a little skeptical. Like I'm working on being more uh, optimistic. No, not. Op yeah, I guess so. But like more open, emotionally available, I guess you can say mm. and vulnerable because that is a, um, she wants to be taken care of. <laughs> she does. She really does. She desires for I do. her man to come in, take care of her, make her feel safe. Yeah, period. Period. Take care, take care of her. Yes. Um, We're ready to take off the cloak of independence. But what was I saying? I done forgot. <laughs> You're working on being more emotionally available. I know, but I forgot why for I was saying that. You're scared because uh, what? Oh, oh, that's what I was saying. I, I'm, I'm a little nervous that when something amazing presents itself. I might be so skeptical, like, are you a wolf in sheep's clothing? Because mm -hmm. sometimes that's how it starts off. Like, people put on this facade, and you're like, and then they take off their costume, and you're like, <laughs> I knew you were in there. Clown. I knew you were, well, <laughs> knew you were a clown. Then. Ooh, let's talk about what? Let's talk about intuition then. Because, mm. you know, a lot of times we, we make those decisions out of scarcity because we're in fear. Mm -hmm. and we're afraid of being hurt so it would be vulnerable to believe that someone could love us in a way that 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 we actually wanted to be loved if we've never seen that before so there's a layer that we have to take off first uh, recognize that um i remember one time talking to my spirit guides um and being in this this space of feeling like every person that i like or every person that i'm da 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 they don't like me back or whatever and the voice that's in my head saying well, you know, if, if they liked you, you know, you don't really like people that are, you know, who <laughs> like you back, you mm -hmm. want the person you have to win over. Mm -hmm. And like, I was more attracted to people who are emotionally unavailable because if I could win them over, then that meant I was worthy of love. Mm -hmm. So I was fighting my own battle with my father, actually, mm -hmm. in a lot of these relationships that were trying to play out that I was trying to earn their attention and earn their love, earn them saying, okay, you're worthy of space here. Uh, in order for me to feel like that, that I'm connected to them. So if there were to be someone like David who was, who's generously giving me their love constantly, like he tells me, I love you, baby. 
like a hundred times a day. I, I love that type. <laughs> Tell me. Reassures me. Tell, baby, you look cute. Baby, you look this beautiful, whatever. Even at the worst of my myself, when I felt like, literally, the reason my haircut is like this is because I'm going through postpartum hair loss. Real bad, girl. <laughs> falling out, all kinds of stuff. Like, you know how precious edges are. Yes. Um, and very much feeling like my body doesn't feel the same, all those things. If I had had someone who was like that beforehand, before I adjusted my palate, it would have been too sugary for me. Mm. And I would have been like, oh, this is not, this, I don't know, this tastes like cotton candy. It's gross. And, and so I wouldn't have part, wanted to be in a club that would have me as a member because that was my own self-punishment, mm. me feeling like I deserve this or whatever on some subconscious level, even if like you're saying you want to be taken care of, don't we all? But if we didn't feel like we deserved that care, then we would continue to try to attract people that would treat us as such and then trying to win them over as a, as a bid for us saying that we were worthy of what it is that they're trying to give us. Mm. If someone were to offer you that with no conditions, would you accept it? Mm. Or would you feel like this, this was too good to be true? You, there must be something wrong with you. There must be that you would actually like me. Like then something must be really wrong with you, you know, because like I, I, I'm not <laughs> all that. You must want something. You know yeah. what I mean? I, we don't say that out loud, but that's essentially what our subconscious is operating in is a safe space of lack that we have to win it in order to feel deserving of what someone is giving to us. Otherwise, like what what would be the reason? Why would we deserve someone to be that kind to us? Yeah. Why would we deserve someone to be that loving to us? I know that like until I did that work for myself. You know, David came in and he's like the text messages that are this long, responding super fast and like, you know, no games, none of the stuff that I normally have to do. And I'm like, why am I trying to resist this? Yeah. Like, like all of the behaviors and all the shit I went through and all the trauma and all the games. And then this person who's giving everything I've asked for. I said, you know what? Even if this is too good to be true, I've given people who haven't given me half of this more attention. Yeah. So give it, give it. So here we go. Let me just yeah. open up because if it is too good to be true, let me learn my lesson. Yeah. Mm. It didn't mean that I wasn't worthy, but let me just soak this in. This is nice. Yeah. yeah. And at that point, like because I didn't have anything to lose and because I wasn't in a place where I had any expectations, because I said, you know what? At the end of the day, if this isn't the person, let me enjoy myself being loved. Period. You know, does, does that mean that there's something like if it's not the one? Like, why does that, that, why does that end up being the, the, the marker for, for some, someone treating you well for a little while? Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying take advantage of someone if you are not interested in them. What I'm saying is, is that we have this kind of idea that it's like this socially ingrained mentality that limits us from being able to experience love in all its many facets. Yeah. Love can come through friendship. We talked about your friendship with Germany, you know, like that's an expansive friendship. We don't put enough emphasis on our girlfriend relationships and how important those are girl. i had the, the girl gang ever when i lived in bali for a few months and it was it was so enriching i was like i don't need no fucking man yeah. in the, like the place but i was like i'm having so much fun with my girls like yeah. there was no like there was no feeling like there was anything missing because i had such an enriching experience with those people so being able to experience if someone is coming to you and you're attracted to them and you're open to it I'm not saying like, you know, go with some dude that you're like not into, but if that's the case and you have this, this be open, let yourself be open to it. Because if, even if it's not the person that's the one, they, they can be a stepping stone towards it. Mm -hmm. You get to curate, like you said earlier, deeper, further, what it is. The next thing I want to confront is time. So our fears around like whether or not they're the one and that kind of ingrained thing comes, I believe comes from the time issue. Yeah. yeah. So if we're afraid that it's the time issue, if it's not the one we spent four months with this person finds out it's not the one, Oh my God, I wasted my time. No, like you learn more about yourself. 
you got a, you had a great ass time for at least three months of it. Right. And, and you learned something about yourself. Right. Um, but I think a lot of us, those of us who do want families, um, not everybody wants families and that's okay. But those of us who have these timelines of when we thought we would get married or when we thought we'd have this or whatever, um, if we open ourselves up from that. Now, I, I think that the family component is an important one. And we do mention this, especially for those who identify as women or those who have children or those who menstruate, whatever, um, all open, open all those doors. Um, for people who want families and that and feel that time like that body clock mm-hmm. ticking, um, I'll say this: you know, whether or not you're supposed to create a life uh, from a loving relationship um, is is a, a, a very interesting uh, concept of the way we think of our humanity. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, we think of it as a uh, a right. You know, it's a right to have a child or whatever. I have recently adopted the idea that a soul, when a soul wants to come in, a soul is going to come in. And when a soul decides they want two people and parents or whatever, you know, like I have some friends who've, um, you know, made children with people that they were with for a day, Mm. (laughs) you know, or like with, you know, for a marriage that didn't work out or whatever, that soul was supposed to come in during that time. That's Mm. my belief. So whatever capacity that looks like, I have friends who struggle with infertility for years and years and years and years. And finally, when they got to a space where they were like, okay, we're not going to have any kids either they had they ended up having a life that they actually really wanted without the pressure of all those things or they they gave up the expectation and then boop there it happened the like, soul you know, came in the soul wiggle right and up in him, you know? um but we sometimes allow society as this you know the, the mother ideal or whatever to to dictate our our youth um our worthiness our ability to have value if we can have children or not mm-hmm. and that is not our only purpose to serve just because we have a uterus doesn't mean we need to use it and that's so on period if that is something that's your fear like i'm afraid i'm not going to have a family i'm afraid i'm not going to have kids i understand that and i validate that i, I know that's a hard one to reconcile um, if it gives you any hope i'm 37 i just had my first child my first and only and um my doctors have told me most of my life i wouldn't be able to have kids wow so have fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, the whole bit, the whole gamut. Um, I almost died on the table when I had the baby. <laughs> uh, it was a very traumatic experience. And but she was here, and she came in, and she came in quick, and and she was meant to be here because she chose us as parents, and everything happened super fast. So you just don't know how fast things can change. Yeah. Right. You just don't know what's ahead of you or what's meant for you. And if you can allow yourself to stop living your life based on scarcity and fear. You can just live your damn life, and that's Have what a that's it. Time because I, I love my 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 baby. She's five months old. She's amazing, and the way that she came into the world—I'll tell you that story later if we have time—was um, was so amazing. But I I remember after getting pregnant and that's like you know having this like home life and getting our home together, or whatever, being like, oh man, I can't just up and travel when I feel like it now. Right. Oh mm-hmm. man, I can't just up and do this anymore. Oh man, once I'm responsible for this, like this is the deal. Like this is life forever. You can't get rid of it. Um nope. And <laughs> don't want to, but like it's 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 a different it's an adjustment. It's a huge change. And so recognizing that and honoring that by being able to to be present with my life currently and not letting my fears of the future take away from the wonderful like life I could be creating now. Yes. That's important. We've been talking about that. We have. Just yeah. being present, living in the moment, like understanding that time is really not a thing you know that we just have to live here embrace what's going on express gratitude and reverence for these times because we get so wrapped up living in the present 
thinking living about the, who i mean the, the not living in the present child be here yeah. we be living in the future <laughs> yeah we be living in a future that we totally like say fuck this experience we totally negate the current experience and really the current experience is what we prayed what we manifested what we wished what we hoped we would be you know it just right. it just robs of, of robs us of our joy it does how many times have you looked back in your life and been like man i prayed for this yeah like i prayed for where i am right now yeah we like, pray like to be sitting so on this many, floor we, we we take it for granted and, and we don't we do it enough it. we don't do it enough yeah. honestly because every day it's like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. This is what we need to be working towards. Instead of being like, wow, there's, there's, I think there's space for it all, right? There's space to dream and manifest and think about what is coming towards you. And there's also space to be like, this is amazing right here. Like we work so hard to get here and enjoy this current moment. And even if it's an, a moment. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead sorry. I was just gonna say quickly, um, even if it's a moment talking. that's not enjoy, <laughs> even if some if it's a moment that's not necessarily enjoyable, like the present, it's like this will pass. Mm -hmm. I I'm here now for a reason, and just accepting it. Yeah, yeah. But what and were that's you? That's a really hard thing to do. So hard. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say if you if you ever remember that you at any point looked back and said I prayed for this, then recognize that at some point in your future, the thing that you prayed for will come. Mm. so there's there's hope for that like if you recognize that at any moment in your present life that you said i prayed for this five years ago two years mm. ago mm -mm -mm. four weeks ago then at some point in your future the thing that you're praying for now will come that was a word that needs to be put up on underneath this sign put it under yours okay <laughs> instead of with lovely Aaliyah, put that at some point if you ever prayed about it and it came then you gonna get it in the future put it there <laughs> put it there okay smaller font damn can you uh, please write it out so I can put it on my Instagram? Please. I was like quoting myself. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh no, no, no. Uh, uh, we can't. We lost your bid. It's still there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, that was so good. That was. Ooh, that was really rocking my brain. Oh yeah, you really have. Um, I'm sure expanded the minds of our listeners and us, Germany and I, because yeah. um, you, your story that you shared, the tools that you shared. Uh, can you let our listeners know more about your Manifest Them course? Because that's yeah. a gym that we don't want them to miss. Please. Uh, well, it is called manifestthem.com. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is a, a coursework, a, a self-study coursework that you can take at any time. Um, that I believe is amazing. I, me and Sharon Eskandani uh, developed it together and we talked about so many different ways of manifesting that it also include uh, people of color's experience. Because mm -hmm. I think sometimes when we think about manifestation, there are added layers that we have to go through as far as being able to think about what we can access mm -hmm. versus based on our environment, what it is that we see happening versus what it is that we don't. So I think that's a very important part of it. And, and we worked really hard to make it super inclusive. She covers very much the mindset aspect of things. I cover very much the, the energy aspect of things. Um, and we talk very much about, at least I do, I talk about energy like it's like my job. Mm -hmm. um, but when we think about, like I said earlier, when, we, when you sit down on a date and you know when someone wants to have sex with you and like how you feel about that, energy is so, so much a, a part of the way we attract people. And the way we have polarity with someone and attraction mm -hmm. and magnetism. And so if we're not aware of our polarities and we're not aware of the way in which we are, are able to operate through those like magnets, then we're not using maybe our most powerful 
uh, aspect of attraction. Mm. And so it's a really, really interesting thing. I noticed like for myself, I'm a very masculine woman. Um, and I say that not in a like manly woman, I say masculine in the outward directed energy sense, yeah. um, very much like go A to B efficiency, like think New Yorker, right? <laughs> um, outward directed energy would be New York, inward directed energy would be Paris. Okay. So you instantly kind of get an idea yeah. of how the city go. She's New Yorker. I'm New York. I need, to, I need to get to Paris. You're New York. I'm very Paris. <laughs> very Parisian. <laughs> Darling, got a little hat on. A little... When, we're, when we're energetically in that like super efficiency mode, we don't allow to, to, you know, take pictures along the way and enjoy our journey process. And while we're in that space, it's very important, uh, as I think, if we're trying to attract the opposite energy um, to, to be able to polarize and magnetize each other, we talk a lot about that, how to do that. Beautiful. Let me take my phone out and start taking some pictures of the scenery. Stop it. <laughs> this one, this one, this one. Aliyah, you know, I personally want to say, like Brittany said, thank you so much for expanding our awareness and for sharing your love story and living it out loud. It just gives people hope right we love to hear a love story and the more we share these stories that seem so unconventional and uncanny it's like it makes it possible it brings the impossible possible it makes it seem very tangible so we love hearing stories about love and healthy love and just understanding that it's out there it's attainable it's for us all we all deserve it yes. a healthy loving relationship is our birthright and i'm just so grateful to have this conversation with you today same it's well, amazing so much yeah thank, thank you. you um i if i can quickly tell yes. you the story about my daughter yes this space is yours i want to offer this I, this is the reason why i want to offer this is because for people who are having that timeline restriction um this was very powerful for me and i felt like a kind of a miracle I give it to us was told i could never have kids um so i never let myself think or hope about it and i knew that the later in life that i got the harder it would be for me to have it um, when I met David, I had known that I had this past life with him in Egypt. Okay. Mm. Now some people don't be living past lives and that's fine. But I had this, this very specific life where I knew that me and him had been in Cairo together. Okay. Mm. So when we had our first scare, quote unquote, three weeks into our relationship, um, when we found out I wasn't pregnant, I, I was a little bit disappointed. It was the first time I'd ever even tried or even like had anything like that happen. And so he says, well, you know, what would you name it? Like, what have you ever thought about baby names? And I was like, no, I never let myself think about it because I thought I, I just don't want to be that person that gets so caught up in not being able to have kids and make myself miserable. And so anyway, he's like, I would love to name my child Cairo. And that for me was like a weird like ding, 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 ding. Um, and I, so I ended up having to tell him this story, you know, like I don't want to let, let out all my crazy yet, but next <laughs> 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 so here. So that was very meaningful for me. So a few weeks later, uh, we were talking about one of my friends who was having a lot of infertility issues and stuff. And he was like, well, I know that you have problems with this and this. Do you think we should try? We were six weeks in our relationship. We just knew like, this is, this is the deal. This is us. Like we're going to be together. Um, and I said, you know, I don't know. I just, I guess I, I'm just looking for a sign. And within that 30 seconds, um, I was scrolling on Instagram already and I came across Tia Mowry's profile. Mm. Um, you know, Tia Maori, sister, sister. Of yeah. course. And we so know I, them. We sister know them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I clicked on her profile, randomly scrolled through something, don't know why, clicked on a picture. And in the picture, it's her and her son and her husband. And underneath it, she was like, TBT to our five-year anniversary renewal. We like to renew our vows every five years. But our 10th year anniversary, we didn't because I was way pregnant with Cairo. Yeah. yeah. Her son's name is Cairo. Cairo. 
I you were like no idea no yeah. idea like had no cross with any of that okay so I was like oh my god and he said that's a sign you got to listen to that you got to know that and you whatever and I said okay before we get all into this I just met you um, right. <laughs> um I said I just don't want to get my hopes up I said if if it's meant to be we'll get pregnant and we'll try one time and if we get pregnant like we'll know that it was meant to happen if we don't I don't want to hear about it for a year like, I just don't want to even like set myself up for that, you know, disappointment. And we got pregnant. Wow. My doctors looked at it and they're like, okay, you got this fiber. One fiber was as big as her head. Ooh. Um, there was, there was all kinds of issues and, and complications with the pregnancy. I had a very high rate of Down syndrome and high rates of this. And I had preeclampsia. I had gestational diabetes. I had all the stuff. And I even had this, this birth that was like, crazy traumatic i postpartum hemorrhage on the table c-section the whole bit she came out perfect girl nothing wrong nothing like just absolutely perfect the best little nugget ever and obviously i've healed and i've gone through some stuff with that too but it was like it and if you were talking to someone who didn't think they were going to get married it didn't think they were going to have kids didn't think that they were ever going to have a, a home, be able to buy a house. We didn't touch that. Like I bought my house <laughs> Wow! Like, had all this other stuff happen within a year span of time. Oof. You have no idea how fast things can change. Yes. Okay. When you open yourself up to that healing and that vulnerability and love and open what you can have, like to be, to be hopeful is to be vulnerable. Mm. And if you allow yourself to access that energy, you have no idea how fast things can change and the miracles that can happen. That's what I that's believe I in got. miracles. Wow. We believe we in miracles. We have to open like our spiritual shit, the lovelyaliyah.com. Yes. Oh <laughs> tell, tell, them. Tell, them, tell them one more time because I was praising <laughs> over that. Um, you can go to my podcast called Spiritual Shit. It's on all major platforms. And then you can find me at thelovelyaliyah.com. Um, you can hang out with me on patreon.com slash thelovelyaliyah to be a part of our workshops and hang out with me. Or we can go to Instagram at thelovelyaliyah. Beautiful. Aaliyah. Girl. Oh gosh! Again, thank you so 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 much for Pat, for being here with us. We love this conversation. We love the work that you're doing, and we we just appreciate you. Yes, girl. Oh Lord, child was good.